1: Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast, this is your host Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts and today listeners I'm excited to have a lovely holistic practitioner by the name of Emily Tuck and today we're going to be talking about the new relationship paradigm and I'm really excited to get stuck into this subject so welcome Emily.
2: Hi, thank you so much for having me Lynn. it's lovely to be here today.
1: <laughs> so Emily, for the benefit of the listeners before we get stuck uh, you know into, um, not stuck, I would say delve Deeply into the new relationship paradigm. What's led you to be doing what you're doing now, just for the benefit of the listeners?
2: That's okay, of course. So, it's the short version, because there isn't enough time in the world for the long version, <laughs> is that for about the last, I would say, 15, 16 ish years, I've been a holistic practitioner of different kinds. I started out with kind of um, different tools and just I was on my own journey using them. And then I built them into my, what I now use in my practice. So there's a plethora of things like EFT and kinesiology and all sorts of different tools, but what they ended up building, what they ended up making was something that supported me. And therefore I now support others on that journey into sacred unions and into um, call it twin flames, call it sacred unions but that's the clients that arrive to me and that's where i've ended up specializing and i sound like i i want people to know that i came to it i felt like i came to it by accident i didn't set out with that intention however the universe clearly had another idea but what i realized is that i've been picking all of these different things up over the years and what they do is they build what people need to go on that journey so for example one of the parts of that sacred union and, and twin flame relationship is that we resolve our we clear our ancestral patterns we clear ancestral patterns because if there's fear in that ancestral pattern it needs to be cleaned and i didn't know that when i started the journey but 10 5 years ago 8 years ago i did a course that was called transforming dna memories and that's exactly what it does it We use that tool to clean out memories and epigenetics from the genetic planning. So as I say, I was like a magpie picking up all these pieces, but the universe knew what it was building. And now I specialize in twin flames because that's who comes and finds me.
1: So for the benefit of the audience that are new to the concept of twin flame, what, what would you say um, it would be the easy way to explain to the layman what that means?
2: So, some people talk about it as the idea of the same soul in two bodies and some people talk about it as two people and they are mirror souls but either way and I don't mean that in a kind of oh it's my other half Disney you know happy ever after version (laughs) that is not this this is not that journey but what it does is that when it activates there's like no other nothing else will do Every other relationship you've ever had kind of pales into insignificance. Now, they don't look like conventional inverted commas relationship. And this is why I think they represent the new paradigm. They don't look conventional and yet they have their own set of rules and phases and stages. And what they do is it's at its core, it's about the mission. It's about a shared soul mission for this, these sets of people. And what they're doing is that they're working together to do that. Now, in order to do that, you need to clean up everything else that's in the way, all the fears, all the concerns, all the persecution complex that may have been from other lives, because these two souls have known each other in other lives as well as this one. So there's a, there's, what they do is they trigger all of that and they show you all of that. They highlight that. And then you need to go and look at that process. And... It is a choice in that. Do you, how do you manage that? Um, all of that clearing out process. It, equally, I think they're two souls that are meant to meet. You can't get around that. There is a there is a a magnetic pull of these two souls. Now, what happens with that is that if you if everybody on the planet decided, I want that in my life. I want the unity that comes. <clears throat> excuse me. I want the unity that comes when all of my stuff is cleared out. And the goal of it is that we always choose unconditional love. We in every choice and every decision at every crossroads, we choose what's the loving choice. What's the powerful choice? What takes me into my power? What, and if you're f- afraid, that's not powerful. So how do you clear the fear so that you can step into your full power? And they become a catalyst for that growth, both personal and spiritual. The other, the other twin becomes that catalyst. Now, if everybody on the planet decided, oh, That's what I want. I want that kind of dynamic. I want that kind of relationship that spurs me on to be the best version of myself. And we all chose, as we went through at every turn, what's unconditional love over fear? What's the unconditional love over fear? What would happen to the evolution of the planet? It would be massive. So these souls are kind of, they have that template that they can't do without. So this is that journey of right now that it's been activated or now that you've met them. And this recent Lionsgate portal at the beginning of August, the mid, um, 8th of August, was actually had that theme about it. <clears throat> so a lot of people will have either met, even if only just for a few moments, or have been activated into finding that twin soul. And for those who aren't in a twin flame dynamic or that's not their role, I think the template of personal growth, spiritual growth and choosing unconditional love and how we navigate all of that journey is a template for others to also follow. So it becomes, a, that's why I call it the new relationship paradigm. It's a very, very different way of looking at relationships. A lot of the conventional rules get thrown out.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. And I think a lot of people confuse, um, well, first of all, um, I want, wanted you, you did reference there the Lionsgate portal and for, again, the layperson, they might not know what you're referring to there. So what can you say about that that's going to explain what you meant by that?
2: So the Lionsgate portal happens on the 8th of the 8th. And essentially, there is an alignment of stars that always happens on the 8th of the 8th. That is somehow it creates a kind of portal for manifestation. So it opens on the 8th and is open till about the 12th. But what happens is if you ever wanted to manifest something, that's like a supercharged day for it. You know, everyone talks about New Year's resolutions on the 1st of January. The 8th of the 8th has a special potency to it. So be mindful of what you're thinking of on those days. What's your intentions for the next year slash that that would then ripple out into the rest of your life and be really mindful of it. So it's about using that portal. And this year happened to be that there was an activation around Twin Flames. And so therefore there is this push now for that. So I've actually been doing this work on working with Twin Flames for years, but not And obviously it's now coming to the fore because this new relationship paradigm is sweeping and you can see couples that have met and how they sculpt their relationships entirely differently and how one holds a space while the other grows. And then the other holds a space while the other grows, but there's no, the traditional relationship paradigm would have that as a kind of, Oh, well, you know, my life went on hold when I had the kids. That's none of that about it. It's actually it, it draws you in and says I want you to be the best you can be I support you in that process and it's allowing that process to highlight where you've got shadow stuff that needs dealing with where you've got wh- maybe witch wounds and persecution complexes where you're afraid to use your voice where you're afraid to step into your power once once it's highlighted what i do as part of supporting my clients is we then use all the different tools i've learned um over the years and we work to clean those out we work to support that space we work to improve that dynamic so that you can come back into unity because that stuff that's in the way isn't there and if everybody uh, took that responsibility what would happen to the planet
1: yeah 100 percent agree so um in terms of um you know, anybody listening that that hasn't heard the term twin flame or divine counterpart, and they are curious about it but don't actually know whether they are or not a twin flame, is it, would you say, something that you're automatically conscious of knowing, or can you sort of discover you are at some point? What, what, what's What's the situation there for any listeners listening that might think, oh, I'm really curious about this. I wonder if I've got a twin flame.
2: Well, I think that's a really interesting question to ask because for the most part, my experience was that my, the person I now know to be mine, I have known for the best part of my life, but only recently found out that they were. So you can have the person in your life and not know that's who they are. It hasn't kind of activated. Equally, I think the process of who do I be in a relationship like that applies to everybody because there is a phase that before you meet again before you're united because a lot of that happens before you meet on the 3D so this is where it doesn't matter if you're a twin flame or not this is why I think it sweeps the planet as a a new relationship paradigm and a new shape regardless of whether you're a twin flame is that up until about I don't know, I've, made, I've watched with my clients, it's somewhere between, anywhere between sort of six and about 18 months prior to the actual meeting. There is a process that you go through on a personal basis to kind of, well, what do I want in relationships? Either the one I'm in isn't working for me anymore, or, so if you're already with your twin flame, but you just haven't activated it, it will take your relationship and it will turn it upside down, but it will ex- it will continue to be the same relationship you're in and if the relationship you're in is not the shape you want how do you reshape it with your partner how do you change who you be in the world around relationships so it's, it's that work can be done by everybody that decision that choice that way of reshaping relationships can be done by everybody and then whether or not you're a twin flame would then get activated in my case I've been working on what my family thought about relationships, what I thought about relationships, what I thought about who I wanted to be in the world, the work I wanted to do for maybe nine months. And then this person just showed up again and went, hey, haven't spoken to you in ages. So I didn't know that when I was doing all of that work on myself, that inner work on myself. And to be clear, the Twin Flame journey, although it has its counterpart, is ultimately an inner journey yeah so work is on you so this is where whether you're in a couple whether you think you're a twin flame whether you're not sure whether you're just i've had enough of the relationship i'm in i want a different kind of relationship either with the person i'm with or with somebody else the beginning stages are preparing yourself for that and going what do i want and so when i'm working with people that's what we do we spend the first bit going who do you want to be in that relationship? What does it look like to you? Let's challenge all of the shoulds about relationships and create one that you actually want.
1: So what do you think is the difference between people? Cause obviously um, I personally don't believe everybody has a twin flame. Well, not, not in this lifetime anyway, and maybe right. there, there, there is that sort of universal <laughs> divine guidance that's going to say no actually everybody will have at some point (laughs) through the time but um I personally believe that we're not all on that journey at the moment so what so what so what different differentiates between twin flame and divine counterpart couples versus ordinary other relationships
2: when you say what's different are you asking me to describe what's different in the relationship or are you asking me to describe what's different in the way that they would then do their work.
1: Well, what was well? If I was listening as a member of the audience, thinking, well, you know, I don't feel as though I'm in a twin flame relationship. But what is the difference between my relationship that I currently have or intend to have in the future uh, versus what is a twin flame relationship or divine counterpart relationship?
2: So I think the difference is potentially the shape that it's built on. Um, so. You, act, you have a whole understanding of that person. There's an instant knowing of that person. Like, I feel like I've known you forever. There are things like they turn up in dreams. They turn up, there's a telepathic link that you also have, which is very interesting to try and navigate. When it first arrived, I was like, oh, what's that? Um, so there's also this longing and it, the longing knows no bounds so for example if you were in a separate if you were separating or you were missing somebody because the relationship wasn't working out then that's that's a heartbreak that you do recover from or you can deal with when there's a twin flame coordinate what happens is that separation causes that something that looks like heartbreak but what's different is the only way to remedy that is to do some inner work on yourself. Whereas in a conventional relationship you might go, okay, well, I just need to get over it or put it behind me, move on. That is a a very simple example of one does not remedy the other.
0: Yeah.
1: I also believe, you know, that the the twin flame relationship, this is just my own personal view, uh, is what what's meant for power couples, you know, people that are meant to heal and do good work, you know, for humanity, for the world. Uh, you know, they've got a mission or purpose that's bigger than themselves. So that, 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 for me, defines the difference between, you know, whether you know you're in a twin flame relationship versus an ordinary day-to-day relationship dynamic.
2: Absolutely, and I think that sole mission, what you've got to remember is, and I said that right back at the beginning of the episode, the sole mission is the important coordinate. That is more important than anything else in the space and so that activates and becomes a catalyst for your own growth for your own stepping into your power and it's fascinating because i often feel i've watched couples uh, in those as you call them power couples i used to call them energetic matches and in fact i have a book at the moment that i'm publishing as in i'm looking for authors for it and it's called energetic matches so people are contributing chapters about their twin flame relationships or their sacred union stories but essentially what it does is that sacred union that twin flame and sacred union what it does is when you aren't fully in your power to whatever level that you're able to access it at that point you actually i often you can often feel a bit less than the best way i can describe it like oh i'm not good enough but it's not a typical not good enough because what happens is as you step up into your power again or actually you clear out the fear that you're not good enough and then you step into all that you can be you do own your soul mission and you have a collective soul mission to raise the vibration of the planet now i think each pairs is slightly different in the way that it manifests but ultimately yes there is a soul mission that cannot be ignored and is somewhat bigger than just the romantic dynamic that twin flames have the soul mission is more important and it's how you navigate those two things. But they become your kind of inspiration and muse in order to reach the the soul mission.
1: Yeah, 100% agree. And I think a lot of people also confuse, you know, um, I suppose the emotional... um, How can I put it? The the emotional upset with um, being... In a, a toxic relationship. And for me, you know, my my personal, I suppose, take on that is if you are in a toxic relationship and you are labeling your other half or your person as narcissistic, then that, that 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 isn't a twin flame relationship as far as my experience is concerned anyway.
2: No, and here's the difference with that regard. You're absolutely right. They're not the same. And the pain of it may feel similar, but here's why it's not the same. A narcissistic relationship or an abusive relationship in some form does not encourage you to be the best version of yourself. It's a power over rather than empowering. So what, and this is where it comes back to cleaning out what's in the way. Because if there's a narcissistic component, they won't want you to succeed. They won't want you to be the best version of you. And interestingly with Twin Flames, when you play small, that's what creates a separation one of you is playing small or working out of fear whether you're aware of it or not it actually creates a separation and in stepping into who you can be you actually step you magnetize back whereas in a narcissistic relationship they wouldn't want you to do that they wouldn't want you to do that and that's the difference so when you're looking at it are they encouraging you to be the best version of you and that should always be a question, whether you're in a relationship, a narcissistic relationship or not, is moving towards being the best version of you is what the goal is. And then the narcissistic relationship will fall away because you're not yeah. aligned.
1: Yeah. And I think as well, you know, and I think women are primarily more guilty of this than men. They're quick to label narcissistic um, behaviours as being narcissists when actually it's not narcissistic behavior, it's just, you know, maybe just, you know, they, they've ghosted you, and that, that to me isn't narcissistic behavior, That that's just because they need time out from a relationship to process and work on themselves. Right,
2: and that's the difference, so
1: yeah. So I feel that uh, people need to be more aware of the language they use and not label, you know, uh, somebody as being narcissistic, and actually, probably it's just them just wanting time out and to create that separation to process and understand and work on themselves. Versus, and if you are, if
2: you are in, you are yeah. in a separation and it needs, whether it's a twin flame separation or a another a, a normal relationship, it's a separation phase. As long as you are using that time well on your inner journey, then you are still working towards what's right for you, what's in line with you.
1: Yeah, and absolutely. so
2: what I do on this journey with the people that I work with is we have I've got different things that I, I work different levels that they work at. But ultimately, it's about giving them all the tools to clean up all the fears, all the stuff from anywhere and everywhere in time so that they're whether that's past life, whether that's ancestral, so that they can complete their mission and they can be that best version of themselves. And they can come into Unity.
1: And on that note, Emily, what, what is the best contact information that you can share with our audience should they want to get in touch with you?
2: So obviously I will give you more details to put onto the to the notes, but the best place to get me and all of my different offerings and find out how to work with me is my website, which is emilytuck.com. And obviously I have, you know, beginners bits and starters bits and like a whole 12-month container. It depends where you're at on your journey and what you need it's but yeah it's there.
1: excellent thank you for sharing that and finally what what was the wisdom would you like to leave our audience with around the new relationship paradigm discussion we've been having today
2: that it is the most empowering thing you will ever do and it is the greatest gift that you can give both yourself your partner and humanity it's there's nothing like it
1: absolutely and I, I do feel that you know um there is a massive shift that everybody has noticed especially you know um since COVID kicked in in terms of um, the opportunities now for personal growth for healing um, and for attracting those better quality relationships regardless of whether they're twin flame or whatever label you want to stick on it
2: yeah and I think that relationship paradigm is sweeping the world so if you're sitting there feeling like This is there more can I have more am I allowed more why have I got this yearning do you know what there's a reason join the wave yeah
1: absolutely thank you so much Emily for sharing your insights and wisdom on the subject of the new relationship paradigm it's been really insightful and uh, I've really enjoyed talking to you today
2: thank you it's been lovely to be here thanks again
1: so listeners uh, I'll just leave you with True love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now.
0: Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.